who lives in a pineapple under the sea. Put your mic closer. I'm coming under here. Okay. Yeah, you have a nice voice. My mom says I sound like a little shit. <laughs> Yo. <clears throat> Yo. Hi friends, this is 30 going on 13. So I'm in my 30s, but I feel like I'm just now learning things that I wish I would have learned when I was 13. Turns out I have a lot of learning and healing to do, and this is where I'm gonna do it. So let's go, it's time to grow. Hi everyone, welcome back to 30 going on 13. Today is a very special episode and the most spontaneous episode yet. So I went on a second date with Cornell, who I talked about in my interview with Kay called Spilling the Tea. I talked about our first date and then we recently had a second date and on that second date, I don't want to give too much away because we talk about it in the episode, but it was a chill second date, more casual than the first date. And we ended up in my podcast studio and he fell in love with the equipment and was having so much fun and wanted to say something. So I was like, all right, just say a message to everyone and say, hey, it's Cornell. What's up? So I turned the mic on and he started saying a little message. And then I saw that he loved every second of it. So I was like, you know what? Never had a male guest before. Always love diving in to a male's mind. And I was like, you know what? He seems like a good sport and like he would absolutely enjoy recording an episode. So why not? So as he's like playing around with the mic, I whip out a second pair of headphones and go right onto the couch next to him and say, okay, let's do this since you're here. Why not? And we just keep talking. We never had a problem talking. We both love to talk. So it was so easy, so much fun. I think I have like a little over two hours worth of audio from it, but I'm trimming it down into two episodes, similar to what I did with Kay's interview, um, because it's a lot of juicy stuff. It was so interesting. In this first episode today, I'll ask him about our first date and what he thought of it. And then we talk about Hinge because that's how we met. And I ask him about his dating life. We talk about things to look out for if a guy is interested or if a girl is interested. And we were just asking each other questions, which I think were extremely informative. So I loved recording this episode with him. It was so much fun. And I think he had a lot of fun too. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we enjoyed recording it. And after these two weeks of episodes with him, I will give you guys an update as to where we stand. So this interview took place a couple weeks ago. Hold on. I like to give you guys dates. I'm filming this intro on, well, technically it's Tuesday already, January 9th at 12.22 a.m., but our date was two weeks ago. So a little delayed, but I'll give you guys the dates and timing of everything so you can stay up to date with me and my crazy life. This is actually super special because it's episode number 13 and 30 and 13 are very significant numbers in my life for multiple reasons, but obviously this podcast is called 30 going on 13 and this is the 13th episode. So I think it's pretty fitting that I have my first male guest on my 13th episode. I also just want to say that I am super proud of myself for releasing 13 episodes. I think all the things that go into making a podcast, the idea, the recording, the edit, everything is so time consuming 
and I've done it for 13 weeks straight. So I'm just so beyond proud of myself for making it this far and not only making it this far, but creating such awesome content. I think every single episode that I've produced is funny, entertaining, relatable, emotional, vulnerable. Like, what else could you want from a podcast? I don't know. I love it. I absolutely love listening to the episodes. I listen to them multiple times. because I think they're hilarious and amazing. And I get nothing but positive feedback. So I am just super proud of myself for killing it and creating awesome content every single week, no matter what. As I said, it's 1230 in the morning and I have to release this episode by tomorrow and I'm still in the middle of editing it and obviously recording this intro. But all of that to say, I am super, super proud of myself. I cannot wait to see where this podcast goes this year because I know it's going to go big places. So thank you guys so much for your support thus far, for messaging me the absolute sweetest messages for every single one of you tuning in every week. I can't express my gratitude enough. Pressing record on this interface. I'm still learning the terminology. (laughs) Pressing record and sitting here and speaking into this microphone is the greatest form of therapy that I didn't even know I needed. And having this outlet is one of the biggest blessings in my life. So the fact that people actually enjoy what I have to say is just the icing on the cake. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And this is to my 13-year-old self. I want to dedicate this episode to her because I think she would be so proud of me. I know she's so proud of me right now and all that I'm accomplishing. And yeah, this one is for you, Soph. I love you and thank you guys. So let's do this, baby. Episode 13. Let's get it. Testing. Oh, it's it's on. It's on. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, this is uh, Cornell. And I just want to say this is a bad time for me to admit that I did not go there and that I just lied about it. You did not. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Cornell I'm totally kidding. That'd be cr- that's crazy. I think that's a crime, actually. That would be, right? 100% a crime. You <laughs> definitely can't do that. Yo, <laughs> if you got caught and they're like, oh, yeah, what year did you graduate? And you're just lying. Oh, my God. They would take that so personally. They'd ruin your life. They'd track down your LinkedIn. Oh, my God. Ruin your credit score. So you did go to Cornell? I did. Okay. Yeah. So the nickname is good? It's a good name. You approved? Solid name. I'm glad you approved. This is sick. Very immersive. I really like this. Like, I really like this. Oh, <laughs> I'm crying. Hello. Welcome, Cornell. Your voice is much more pleasant than mine. Is it? Yeah. I don't really think so, but thank you. This is so funny. Yeah, it's mad funny. <laughs> this is so sick. So this is our second date. What do you think? Craziest second date ever. <laughs> to be honest. Tell the people what we did today. I, I think I walked around the same aisle of Whole Foods like... 45 times and then I uh hit you with the cart (laughs) and you hit into the aisles themselves literally just got my 10,000 steps at Whole Foods today for no reason it's like one of those things where like especially when you like meet on like a date before you get to the table you're trying to like 
be logistical like look at the menu order food but also like oh so like yeah carry conversation oh yeah so where are you from uh, oh actually yeah steak tartare sorry we haven't looked at the menu it's like the waiter's like yo you're literally the last people here like do something um that's what i felt at whole foods like i was shopping but talking to you and i like walked past the same product 47 <laughs> times yeah it was we definitely went down the same aisle a hundred times. So embarrassing. <laughs> I think the people probably hated us there, by the way, because we were like stopping in the, <laughs> in the middle of aisles talking, <laughs> trying not to hit other people. You trying not to hit me with the cart. That is the worst social awareness. <laughs> Body awareness, facial awareness. They're just packed now. Like yeah. everybody just goes to Whole Foods. Why was it so packed today? I thought it would be empty, and it was, like, the most packed it's ever been. And then we went to Starbucks and sat by the garbage can. So basic. <laughs> I was fighting for my life. I wanted a pumpkin spice <laughs> latte. Why didn't you get it? I miss... Oh, do they not have? It was oh, not yeah, in season, gone. right? It's gone. It's Damn. Gone. I like my coffee simple. You know what I mean? Like Just a simple mushroom. guy. Just mushroom coffee. <laughs> a little bit of nootropics. Nowadays, it's, it's so complicated. I want to ask you... How did I do on my first real date? Not today. Today was our second date. What were your What were your thoughts about me? First impression. How did I do? Whatever you want to say. Don't lie either. I was rushing. There's like things that you wish you knew sometimes going into things. Okay. But at the same time, it would suck all the mystery and romance out of it. So like, if I had known that you were always late, I probably wouldn't have been as stressed. Um like getting there i was flying but you were sure. but you were still late i got there after who got there first hey, tell we, we put said, the mic closer who um, got there first i think we're having technical difficulties <laughs> um i think that was like a a crazy mm -hmm. a mm -hmm. crazy turn of events uh what had happened was mm -hmm. and anyone who knows me by the way knows that i am always always late i pulled in i was just like it's over. You already lost. So I got there first. Let's yeah. clarify that. You got there after me. Our date started at like 10 p.m. I got there, I think, at 10. You got there at like 10, 15. Anyway, we don't have to focus on that, and you don't have to <laughs> explain yourself. Uh, what did you think about the date itself? I think it was really... There's something about a time horizon. And like, I grew up with people in my life that they battled a lot of different things. And when it comes to a time horizon, it's always the signal or the litmus for me as to if I'm really enjoying where I'm at and what I'm doing. And like a bad example of that is like, if you've ever been around someone who's truly addicted to anything, mm -hmm. their time horizon is non-existent. They are fix to fix, hit to hit, and they will do anything and say anything to kind of get there. Mm -hmm. And for them, they feel every minute, they feel every second. To them, it's just on and like endless until they get to the next one. Mm -hmm. It's like when you know someone's going to be done with you. You try to ask them about a vacation in six months. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll, get, we'll talk about it. Because their time horizon is completely different. Mm -hmm. They're out of the relationship. So for me, I, I know for a fact that I know I'm having the best time when that time horizon's just gone i couldn't tell you when i picked my head up mm -hmm. they were stacking chairs 
So like, <laughs> that's the signal of a good conversation. You have no perception of time. Mm-hmm. And in that regard, it was like, you said one thing, I said another, I was eating steak. You know what I mean? So it, was, good. It, was, it was, it was, it was very fluid. Like we talked about this on the phone mm-hmm. where I was like, it was less of an interview, more of like a dance type thing. Mm-hmm. To me, that's always like a good check as to if I enjoyed the date. I mean, I picked the restaurant. (laughs) Miami and New York are very different in like very obvious and palpable ways. I've been very like introverted since I've been here because I've been Mm -hmm. working a lot. Um, Florida is a different beast. And I enjoyed the change of pace. Just like the things you talk about. Very different than what comes up usually at a first date. Really? uh, Yeah. I'm I'm, gen- I'm generalizing, and Miami has changed from this trajectory because it's become one of the most migrated places to in the pandemic. But there is a element of it that's very superficial. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like uh, it's in many ways a godless place. Like you gotta try to value the right things. Like so, you dated mostly in Miami or New York. Only in like Florida up until this. Oh, really? Yeah, up until this point. Okay, let me ask you another question. I answered, right? The, you did. Yeah, yeah, I, liked, yeah. I, liked, I liked the date. It was great. You oh, also wait. ate. I did eat, of course. Why do people not eat on dates? I like, like, we talked about this. I think love languages could be. Oh, yeah. Trap you in a way. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's more niches to explore, like comfortable silence. Yeah. Kind of one. Fine dining experiences that are like immersive i like that as well okay so like it was very good but what were you gonna say i was gonna ask you what do you, what do you rate the date anything anything below 11 out of 10 is just crazy <laughs> so 11 out of 10 so fun. that's like got to be one of the nicest things a woman has ever said about a man <laughs> in the history of men you did really good so i think 11 out of 10 is pretty fair i was sweating i was watching that like this <laughs> You mean listening to the podcast? I had no idea what you were going to say on this thing. <laughs> it could have been the most out-of-pocket, like, crazy. But you were happy with my review of the date? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, if you, girls play, like, such an elevated game mm-hmm. that you forget. And then you talk to girls who, they they see this, mm-hmm. they remember that. They'll tell you what it smelled like. Mm-hmm. They told you if the food was good or something you said, too, that... A lot of things that you said after, mm-hmm. like that we didn't talk about, I was like, wow, I, I agree with you on what a lot. Of, and you did that today too. Like you brought up topics really? that we saw eye to eye on. Oh, for better or worse, like being late. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run. Um, one thing you were talking about. There's not a quicker way to piss me off than to disrespect people doing their job. Anything like that there's nothing that gets me more angry. People who disrespect waiters. So when you said that, like how people treat other people around them. You agree. Yeah. Yay. We agree on a lot of things, it seems. Can't wait till we disagree. I know. I'm sure it will happen. You're a good arguer? Um, I think so. Yeah. But like so I'm... Calm. Yeah, I'm just like very calm, cool, and collected. I don't know. I just like to communicate. And I feel like you seem like you're a good communicator. Maybe not. Depends on the situation. I think you got to be wary when you're good with your words. Well, yeah, I could see you being not like a yeller, but like what you say and the way that you put words together could be like daggers, I feel. 
sometimes I will win arguments despite the fact that I know I'm wrong. And that's, that was something Ooh. I had to watch out for like my entire life. And I got better out, mm-hmm. out of college. But like a lot of times people bring a grievance to you and they're just not good at arguing mm-hmm. and they're not good at expressing the grievance. Yeah. And if you're really good with your words, you can win. You can win just because you're better at right. arguing. Yeah, I get that. But that's good that you're aware of that because you could work on that. <laughs> okay, next question. I, I try. I try. <laughs> um, okay, so can I ask you about Hinge? Oh my God, here we go. <laughs> so, how long have you been on Hinge for this year? Since the beginning of the year, like March, I'd say. I took a I took a okay. full media break after. I ended things. Mm-hmm. I pulled the plug on my Instagram. On nice. Twitter. Good for you. Um, I was very immersive with my boys down in Florida. I lived in like a house with like six guys that I went to. Frat with. house. So ratchet. Okay. So ratchet. But it was really like therapeutic to yeah. be around like men in the pursuit of like bettering themselves. Mm-hmm. It was very good for me at that time. But yeah, I've been on since like the beginning of the year. Why? Okay, so what has your experience been like? Because like I'm just really starting out on Hinge. Like when you match with someone, do you hit it off talking with all of them? Are there only a few that like make it from the talking on Hinge to the getting the number, to getting the Instagram, like then to an actual date? Like how does that look? I actually haven't used these apps previously because i had a very bad experience okay and, and then i had another bad one okay in miami that one was recently that oh, one shoot. was in like march when i was in miami oh no but that's why i have like issues around privacy and yeah security. okay i value privacy but at the end of that i know that good relationships friendships anything can come out of nothing mm-hmm. but as a consequence of you being vulnerable and if you're not i have the the burden of knowledge in that regard where like i know if i just sit at home and be cynical i'm gonna miss out on something that i really care about yeah meeting new people new ideas perspectives um so i try not i try to go against that like intuition of it but i've always had like my guard up yeah um that's hard in regards to it but but i i like talking to people and getting to meet them uh the prospect of what things could be there's there's something about the app itself though like I'm a big critic of like certain mechanisms of social media and what they incentivize and I've read a lot of interesting scientific papers recently about how it fosters the dark triad of psychology um really? in men yeah cuz i mean you're using the the goals are different for, mm-hmm. for men and women on those apps i feel like um in general yeah and if you are a man who is there to quote unquote you know, hunt for sport, like mm-hmm. just to shoot your shots because you're bored. You're just getting an unhealthy feedback loop in terms of dopamine. Mm-hmm. But if you're not careful and you're just using these every swipe as an ends to a means, it's like that's your behavior pattern. And you may think you're like going into it willingly, but if you keep using that, mm-hmm. like each girl you talk to, to like like a point, yeah, like yeah. a gratification of it, mm-hmm. that's just that just becomes who you are, whether you like it or not. That's your pattern of behavior. Yeah. So I've tried to take all that in context, and it feels good as a man. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we talked for like a minute about, but I didn't like go into depth about it. 
I had this conversation recently with some of my girlfriends mm-hmm. that sometimes I feel like girls forget that they're very affirmed just by going through their day to day. Some of it is definitely unwanted and creepy and like scary. Yeah. But like, there's never been a situation. If a girl bought me a drink at a bar, I would simply die. <laughs> My friends would not hear the end of that shit. Like, Wait, why? Like, it's a, that's a bad thing. No, it's like amazing. Oh, I was gonna say I've done that before. Well, like that 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 guy will probably talk about that the rest of his life. Oh wow. I'm dead serious. Wow, girls, power move then. If you're interested in a guy at a bar. And you think he's hot, go up to him and just ask him what he wants to drink. Or if you see what he's drinking and that he's running low, get him a new one. So fire. Okay, cool. I, um, I just, I always, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. how many times you get a compliment, like, just going out one night? Whether you, you know, you like him or not. Like. Feels so good. So I think about that, too, when it comes to, like, that dynamic. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's nice to feel wanted in some ways. And we discussed the the exponential effect of online dating. It's like 45%, 40% of people meet online now. It's crazy. Yeah, here we are. (laughs) And here we are. It's coupled with the fact that, like, it's scary to, like, go up to girls now. You don't want to be a creep. You think that's what it looks like? I think a lot of men are terrified of that. Really? Yeah, I mean, memes are funny because they're they're a finger on the pulse of culture. Mm -hmm. So, like... You see all these TikTok videos of like men making fun of like girls in the gym or like being caught as a guy in the gym, like mm-hmm. looking at a girl's like butt mm-hmm. as she works out and like the lengths that they'll go to to not be perceived that yeah. way. That's like a very real thing for men. You know mm. what I mean? Like they don't want to ever be. If I went home and some girl embarrassed me on TikTok for like looking around at the gym, the amount of social anxiety I would feel. To oh, even wow. leave my house would be crazy. Like, that's, like, the craziest thing to me. I feel like that's so normal for guys to be checking out girls at the gym. Like, I don't <sighs> think it's creepy. I guess some girls do. I gotta look somewhere. Yeah, right? Might as well look at what we're working on. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine just, like, getting in trouble for that. Like, yeah, I know. men would love to talk to to girls, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of guys do. Mm-hmm. Although, they have like exposure therapy to, to denial, but mm-hmm. like it's a very real sentiment that like unless it comes up naturally, the prospect of going up to a girl and like striking up a conversation. It's hard for some men, you think? I don't know many times in my life I've ever done that. Really? Ever. Ever. For, for that exact reason. And it might be, like, fear of rejection or whatever, but, yeah. like, the last thing I would ever want to do in a social setting that a girl can't, like, physically remove herself from mm-hmm. in, in, like, an immediate fashion is to do something like that. Like, the thought of going up to a girl at my gym <laughs> really? and being like, Ayo, <laughs> well, let that's, me tell you something. That's not how you would approach her. There's no... If you said no to me after I approach her at the gym... I'm at Lifetime the next week. I'm, I'm relocating, witness protection, new gym, new life. Yeah, but okay, but you don't have to go up to a girl and like ask her out. Like you could go up to a girl at the gym and just like start conversation without asking out, like get into the friend zone first. I wouldn't expect a guy to walk up to me in the gym and hit on me and like ask me out or ask for my number right there. I would want him to come up to me and just spark conversation about anything, like what I'm wearing, my sneakers, like anything, anything. If I drop something, like comment on 
what is happening in the current and then like go from there and then maybe like three four or five six times later after like quick little conversations then you can feel her out and then if you feel that she's feeling it too or even honestly just talking back to you because if a girl like when I'm not interested I think it was last weekend last weekend I was at a bar and this guy was staring at me and I was like, oh my God, please, please don't come over to me. And he, he saw that I was taking a picture of my girlfriends and he's like, oh, do you want me to take a picture of all three of you? So I'm like, all right, sure. Like that was his way in. He takes a picture of the three of us. And then after that, he like comes over, introduces himself to both of my friends. But I knew in his head, the end goal was to talk to me. Like it was like, oh, let me be nice and introduce to her and her. And then I'm going to come to her because I just felt him staring. And I knew I wasn't interested from the first second. So when he was talking to them, I was just glued to my phone. I wouldn't look up. And then I knew he was coming to me. He came to me. He gave me his hand. He's like, hi, I'm introducing himself. I'm like, hi. And then I go right back to my phone. So like as a guy, you have to be able to pick up on those cues. So if you see a girl at the gym and you're starting to talk to her and she's completely cold or just like just doesn't respond, then obviously you're not going to ask her out. But if she is responding and she's laughing or if she's touching her hair or like adjusting her, like whatever, then, you know, like, okay, maybe I can continue to try and shoot Mm. my shot. Very interesting. Does that help? Like, does that make sense? Well, I have two questions. Mm -hmm. Well, first, your point about cues is so important. Mm -hmm. I've always like felt from like a, like a game theory perspective, especially as a man, your whole job is to never have to make a girl say no to you. Right. Right. Like if you can do that you will be in a much better place. Like mm-hmm. pick up on the cues. Exactly. They're so there. It, they are so there. And it's, there's nothing worse than like, cause I'm a very nice person and I hate making people feel bad. So if a guy is going to put me in a position where I feel like I then have to verbalize, I'm not interested or like, no, or even what I was doing with the phone thing, like that was rude. Like I, yeah. I didn't like doing that, but like he should have picked up on my cues from the minute he was staring at me and I wasn't picking my head up if you're at the bar and you're a guy and you're staring at me and I think you're hot I notice I'm going to stare at you back (laughs) in this case like he was staring I I clearly was not interested and yet he tried to take the picture and then he tried to come over and introduce he made me be rude like pick up on the cues that I'm not interested Mm. so that I don't have to be in that position very important uh, right no I I whenever I have this conversation with guys I say the same thing you do? Oh, my God. So I'll, they you, agree? You ha- Well, a lot of them are, they're like, you got to shoot your shot. I'm like, now you down. <laughs> There's a time and a please. And exactly, like, you do have to shoot your shot. But, like, if a girl is just not giving you, you know, if you're questioning it and you're like, hmm, maybe she could be into it, maybe she couldn't, then, yeah, go for it. But if you feel like she's just not into it, then I would definitely not shoot your shot shoot your shot don't load the cannon and hope for the best literally exactly yeah so that aspect is very interesting and then my second point or question was Mm -hmm. that so that so so you're more interested in a guy in the gym if he's playing the long game yeah yeah because the gym for me is my sanctuary the gym for me is a, a home away from home where i spend the most time is work and then after that is the gym So I personally don't want to jump right into a date with someone at my gym. I want to be friends with you first. 
I want to feel comfortable with you at the gym and then just maybe migrate over to get coffee because that's like casual and we're still like gym friends. But for me, yeah, long game at the gym for sure. Like I want to be friends with you, get to know you and then kind of see where it goes. If it's even worthy for a real date, because the thing with the gym is once you start, especially a gym like mine, it's very small. It's like a high school. So if you start to date one person, the whole gym's going to know And then it kind of ruins your chances of dating anyone else or like you don't want people to view you a certain way if you're dating this guy and then this guy and then this guy. So for me with the gym, I'm very careful with how I handle guys there. It's kind of interesting, too, because like physiologically, your best chance of picking up a girl is in that kind of state. I'm dead serious. Mm -hmm. Like you, you find I think it goes for both sexes. They show people like faces and ask them to rate it. Mm-hmm. On a scale of 1 to 10 on a bridge versus like flat surface. And when they're at a bridge in midair, like people find you more attractive. So were you saying at the gym people find you more attractive? Because you're, you're like yeah. you're in an aroused physiological state. But yeah. still it's just like... Your dopamine is so high. I just don't even know what I would say. It's like so... To, to a girl at the gym? I will say I'm very... I'm good at knowing when... A girl's not interested. Mm-hmm. That's right? that's huge. So that's that, a great skill. But I am terrible. I'm dead serious. And my friends are the same way. Terrible at knowing when a girl is interested. Okay. That's so funny that you say that because I've had guys say that to me in the recent past. Like I had no idea you felt that way or like I had no idea you were into it or I had no idea you liked me. I'm like, what? Isn't it so blatantly obvious? Wow. For the reasons we just said, it is not. And, and like in the climate of today, we're like, like again, value vulnerability, but like you don't want any of that to be a gray area. Like you're not trying to make anything inappropriate across a line. Like most guys would just rather regress. It's like, oh, you know, I think she's cute. I think she's great. But like, what if I'm just like misreading this? Wow, that's so funny. You're not the first guy that has said this. Like, I'd rather be respectful and, and maintain like, you know, like myself, my character than like, I couldn't imagine leaning in for like a, a kiss without like, it's not a presidential election in, in, in that decision process making. It's more of like overturning an amendment. I'm not going in. If it's 50-50. I don't need the popular vote. I need 80% of the Senate. I need to be pretty sure um, before anything gets done because it's like... And and it's not just me. Like, my best friend recently got Mm -hmm. in so much trouble. So much trouble by his girlfriend. Because... Mm -hmm. (laughs) The girl who cuts his hair tried to fuck him. and, And he did not know anything was wrong. In that situation, literally up until the moment, she she literally tried to have sex with him. She, she cut his hair. She's like, oh, you know, take my number. Like, you know, you could reach out to me whenever you need your haircut. He's like, oh, okay. Wow, that's so funny. Literally didn't know that there was something wrong until she, like, texted him at 2 in the morning. And then even then, he was like, are you okay? Like, do I need to call someone? Oh, no. And That girlfriend was pissed. Yo, so pissed. <laughs> He, he lived, and she told him, she was like, she's trying to fuck you. And he's like, what? Oh my God. That's so funny. This is so helpful for me for sure. And I'm sure people listening. I mean, what are your, do you have like a little go-to? You're like, all right, this is how I'm going to let them know. 
Well, I'm flirty for sure. So if I'm flirting with you, then that means that I'm into it. I won't flirt with someone I'm really not attracted to. Mm. Like, it's not like I flirt with everything that walks. Like I am selective on who I flirt with. So if I'm flirting with you and I'm like making fun of you, if I'm touching you, I think like the touch thing is like another level, but like joking around with you, if I'm comfortable with you, if, if I'm laughing a lot with you, mm. if I'm approaching you, cause I do that a lot too, which I would like your take on. I approach guys a lot if I'm into it. Like if I think he's hot, I'll approach him and talk to him and start conversation. So if I'm doing that, like if I'm coming up to you like in the gym, if I specifically make an effort to go over and say hi to you, that's me going out of my way to say hi to you. Like I'm into it. What do you think about me approaching guys that I'm into? I love that. Yeah. I, I, I No, I really do. If you did that to me, I would literally start looking for the exit i would think why i've had a very different life in terms of like things that have happened to me i'm sure oh, like, so from past experience we'll talk about it but okay like, a lot of crazy things have happened to me i understand they're outliers and so like if a hot girl comes up to me in a bar i would literally be like blink three times if you need me to call the, the fbi like something I would think something's wrong. So you think I'm hot. That's what I got out of I that. I definitely think you're hot. But <laughs> uh, like it's so foreign. And any guy who's like truly had good relationships with women, um, both on a sexual level, mm -hmm. but like friendship wise, they'll, they'll, they would immediately also be like. Something's wrong. My or brother would say the same thing. Like if, if I was at a club really? and a girl came up to me and was like, I want to buy you a drink. I'd be like, but I wouldn't. Okay. So I wouldn't, you just said it like very aggressively. Like the way that I, <laughs> the way that I approach it is like, I have bought a guy a drink before, but that's not like my go-to. I'll just like go up to a guy and just start a random conversation, like mm -hmm. about something in the environment. Like, the song, what he's wearing, or I'll, I'll start with like a cute little compliment, nothing crazy, something like that. And it's like a funny, like, like we're friends, not like typically I don't, unless I have a couple too many drinks, I won't be like very aggressive, <laughs> but like most, most of the time I'll just be like a normal conversation starter mm -hmm. and it's not aggressive and it's not, it's like funny. Usually I try to lean in with humor to start i've always been like curious of like what other people's perceptions of me are in, in many cases because I, I i don't consider that a lot like um i think my philosophy has really been i i really want what wants me i like that so like when i'm out i love the company and my brother is the same way mm -hmm. um i like being around girls and like a i think we again we talked about this on the phone like mm -hmm. men love peace women create peace yeah but only when they feel safe mm -hmm. and even in a friendship context like i like to be the guy when i go out like i'll have 10 like let's say girls around my table i'm not and never have talked to any of them romantically like they, they could literally all be my friends and i like that they feel safe enough mm -hmm. to come there they could have a drink they understand that they that there's nothing expected by me in return which is another mistake i think men make all the time they don't they don't make a distinction about doing things and expectations they need to understand that doing anything for a girl it, the best thing that it could do for you is simply get you an opportunity okay plead your case maybe mm. i'll entertain your bullshit 
for the next 30 seconds mm-hmm. and counting. Mm-hmm. But men try to make women feel bad about even giving them an opportunity to the point they feel entitled. Like if I give you this drink. You owe me a kiss. You owe me a kiss. I, I hate that. I hate feeling like that. You know what I love? When a guy at the bar will just see that I'm at the bar waiting, will ask what I want to drink, will buy me the drink, small talk, give me the drink, and then he leaves. Class. Thank you. Well, class. Thank you. Like, if I'm not attracted to him, obviously love that because then I don't have to sit there and talk to someone I'm not attracted to. If I am attracted to him and he does that, it makes me want more of him. And then it makes me like look around and like, where is he? Like, I want to do that again. You know? Pure class. Have you done that or do you? All the time. So good. Sometimes I won't even ask a girl for her number because like to to leave the mystery on the table. Yeah, but then how do you get in contact with her? That's so annoying. I've had that happen to me before where like a guy got away. I was like, damn it. I'm never going to see him again. But you might. Yeah, maybe. Especially unless it's like a unique circumstance, but like in college. Well, yeah, that's different. Yeah. Always going to see him again. I feel like men make this mistake a lot. Um where they show their expectations, their entire, like, I'm spending all this money on this girl. Like, when is she going to, yeah. you know, let me do this or that, or that? And girls feel it. Oh, like, we feel that you're doing X because you want Y. Like, just do X because you're a good guy and you yeah. want to make me happy. And then that makes me, me on my own, want to give you Y. Yeah. Not because I feel pressured or forced into doing it. It's like, I wouldn't even want to be around a friend that makes me feel that way. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'd rather a guy not buy me a drink. I feel like there are some girls that want the free drink no matter what cost. Like they will entertain a guy for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. If I'm really just not into it, I'd rather pay for my own drink personally. Not to go off on a tangent. There's the opposite of this is women that think they're Sigmund Freud by getting a guy to buy them a drink but like we'll look at you with a dead straight face and be like ha i'm a master of like psychology yeah. look what i did i manipulated this guy to getting me a, a strawberry daiquiri like it's like no like like he just wants to hook up with you yeah like there's no there's no freudian psychology here it's, it doesn't make sense to me in many ways and so i think there's you know there's people for both but, but i i also feel like how you said with hinge how guys can feel like it's like a numbers game and just kind of feeds the ego i feel like that's similar to girls getting guys to pay for drinks for them at the bar like a lot of times the mission for the night is to not pay for one drink for girls what a life yeah so i feel like it can kind of go like that like it's a game in the same way that the, it's a game for guys on Hinge. Yeah, and it's such a weird thing because like it's like a talking point for people where they're resentful about how their interactions with women have unfolded. Like if a guy's not doing anything or not with anyone <laughs> consistently, mm-hmm. all these girls like God, they're all you know I buy them. It's like you can that bitterness like kind of pops Shows. its head up. Yeah, yeah. and and I'm like. I'm very thankful that I didn't come from money. Um, It's not what my father, my mom ever raised me to think about, um, for better or worse. Mm -hmm. I understand that it means something to some people, especially if you never had it. Yeah. Um, It's just not what I was ever focused on. So I asked you why you've gotten less girls since you had more money, right? That's what you said. (laughs) I I was doing better, but I was, I felt like for me, I, like I said, never depended on that, never needed that to make an introduction. I was very fine with myself. So growing up, 
I never was balling out taking girls. Yeah. That, that, that was never my, my thing. Um, like I met people naturally. Uh, if I could take them, that'd be great. But the bedrock was already laid. Mm-hmm. So when I started doing a little bit better, I just saw fake people coming a mile away. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? But, but, but with guys too. Like yeah. I'm, I'm the same way with, about friends. Mm-hmm. Like I went to Miami. I was like, I'm not going to make a single friend here. And I'm cool with that because I've, I know what good friendships are. Yeah. I've had like the highest of the highs. Right. Like it was rewarding and validating in every single way. Um, I'm not going to settle and lower right. or regress into all these superficial things. You know what I mean? So I felt like that when it came to money. Well, I was more reluctant. It actually made me like second guess a lot of things. Like, mm-hmm. does this girl like actually want to... That's kind of annoying. Or does she got like a... Or she, Ulterior motive. Yeah. So like I try to... I dressed up for one me. But like if you see me any other day, you would literally be like, I think there's something wrong with this kid. Why? I like, like I'll wear like anime shirts and like I'll walk around like Miami so. and like or New York and without a care. But when I dress up, I do the thing. But yeah, I felt like when that happened, I was more like you go through life thinking you're always going to connect with people, especially if it's come naturally for you your entire yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And it is the opposite. Like genuine connection. Genuine connection. That's what it is. Yeah. And, and you let go of people and you lose touch and you think I'm going to be fine, you know, because I've met people. But what you don't account for is you develop this wall and this armor over time. And then you're 30. It's like the, the, the prospect. I, I admire you for meeting your friends at the gym. Crazy, right? The way that I would not even... <laughs> Approach anyone. Like, at all. Yeah. Like, and, and, and that's like something I, uh, I'm i glad that I learned early on. Like, you think you're going to go through life connecting with every single person you meet because that's how it's always been and history repeats itself. But the reality is, as you get older, you connect with less and less. Like, mm-hmm. just because, you know, your your guard's up more and you just meet less people and people don't put themselves out there, you know, like in 30, like how many like best friends do people really make? Well, I like that's what Kay and I were saying was like, we always thought that way and felt like who we developed into in our 20s was who we were going to be forever. And the people around us in our 20s was just going to be in our life forever with no new additions until we met each other. And then within three, four months, we became best friends and have this crazy bond that I nor her ever could have envisioned happening for us in our thirties. So I don't know. I see where you're coming from, but also I feel like it's about where you are putting yourself. Like my gym is everyone there is so nice and welcoming and open. And it's so easy to make friends there. And Kay was saying, too, what you were saying. She's like, I don't know how you came up to me because I would never like she doesn't go up to just anyone at the gym either. She's like more reserved into herself. She's like, so props to you for coming up to me because I don't know how you do it. But like, that's what I said was I think if you shoot your shot, though, like for you, it's different because you you've been through some stuff. But for me, I just go for it. And I feel like I'm making way more friends now being single for the first time in my life. And I feel like. I have a whole new energy to me now than I did like even six months ago. And I feel like people pick up on that. Like my phone is constantly going off. Not even like my old friends. I barely talk to them, still love them, but we just don't talk as much. My phone doesn't stop ringing from new people that want to be around me now. And I think that's because of the energy that I put out and because of this new version of myself, like people want to be around it. 
So I think it's like about how you kind of carry yourself and like what you're putting out into the world. That's kind of what you receive in return. Mm. And I'm just an open book and vulnerable and like, you know, how I am to you is how I am on my podcast is how I am to my mom is how I like, that's who I am all the time. And I feel that maybe, I don't know if a lot of people are like that. So maybe that's why it's tough to make more genuine connections. I don't know what <laughs> I just, we were talking about like quirks before. Yeah. I, I would like to agree in principle that I'm consistent with people. I actually think it's perfectly normal to lie to strangers. Well, I think you're in a totally different world, world yeah. than I am. Yeah. So like your experience and opinions are very different than mine. You never just wanted to lie to a guy that like <laughs> comes up to you and like you're so not interested in and like he obviously I have you. Actually, I have lied to guys at the bar. Um, I'll say I have a boyfriend. I think that is perfectly normal. Right? That's a good, isn't that, I feel like that's the perfect way to get out of a situation like that. And then obviously some of them keep trying. They're like, well, where is he then? And I'm like, at a job. Home. Yeah. Like waiting for me. Like (laughs) they really like try, but. Yeah. See, that's an example. Yeah. Where you can lie to a stranger. I do that. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't do that often though, but you have a totally different situation. I don't want you to see me doing that for the first time. Like, no, so this like, is you, like, warning me. Yeah. Okay. Like, there, there's things about my own behavior that are definitely peculiar, and that's one of them. Okay. I just felt like, going back to what you were saying, it's never obvious for me. And I wish I knew more of that. Like, if I walk into a room, like, in the first 10 seconds, like, do girls do that? Because, I mean, guys do that. What? I call it, like, the dirty dozen. It's, like, the first 12 seconds you meet a girl, and it's... <laughs> All right, so so we the voice in your head, like you meet a girl, okay. like a guy's first ten seconds, mm-hmm. it's like not him. It's like he just like most guys will be like, oh my god, she da 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 da, and then like after ten seconds, you're like, what are you an animal? Like pull your really pull the reins back, dial no it way. back. Like when you first meet someone, okay, like guys, yeah, but I didn't know that guys thought that way. Oh my, okay, what were your first ten seconds for me? I mean, I'm a good Christian boy, so like I was like, wow, um, you know, our father type things. But uh, that's so funny. I think girls do that too, though. I think now that you're explaining it to me, that quick. I mean, just first impression, right? Uh, that's what you're talking about, kind yeah. of. Like immediately when I first saw you, I was like, oh, this, 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 yeah. How long do you decide you would? <laughs> what? How How long do you decide like if you would hook up with them, or is that not something that really? goes through a girl's head until like later on a hundred percent goes through a girl's head right away like right away yeah yeah i think it's a very raw reaction and in the same way and this goes into like a lot of philosophy i have about free will as a sensation the same way the thought came in you let it go out yeah um my uh, one of my favorite ramdas quotes i think it was was that uh are you the voice in your head or the person who hears it oh i love that bars i love that it really is and that it's the same thing like you acknowledge what you feel mm-hmm. you make sense but then you just let it, you go. Let it go yeah at, at the 10 seconds yeah no yeah that makes sense so i think that to answer your question i think i could know pretty early on at first i think it's like a yes i would or no i wouldn't like immediate but then it's kind of like the rest of the time together will decide if it's gonna really actually happen or not guys really vocalize that like maybe to other guys. Oh, like, if they want to or not. I think girls do too, though. To, like immediately or later on? See, I think, okay, this is what I'm finding. I think that it depends on the guy 
and depends on what you see possibly happening with the guy. Mm. So for me, I do feel like there's like different categories that I could put a guy, but I'm just learning this. Like, obviously this is all new for me. Interesting. And that is where we will end this episode. So I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know Cornell and I. I think you could tell that we were still getting to know each other, which was cool. Obviously, like we said, it was only our second date. So there's still a lot that we wanted to know about each other. So I thought it was cool to have this interview be so raw and spontaneous because you got to see literally our second date unfold. And I thought the questions were so interesting that he was even asking me. Obviously, I didn't come prepared for this interview whatsoever. So I didn't prepare any questions. Obviously, he didn't either. So you just saw an organic second date and I had so much fun. I know he did too. So I hope you guys enjoyed learning about the dating world and what to do, what not to do and tips and tricks in this crazy dating game. And next episode is going to be the second part to this interview. So next week we'll go into our types, my hinge, and some other juicy questions that we both had for each other. So yeah, tune in for that next week. Cornell was a great first male guest, so I'm very grateful for him and his sense of humor. So thank you to Cornell for giving me two episodes. <laughs> Appreciate you. Yeah, if this episode helped you in the way that it helped me, then please tune in for the next one on Tuesday. And until then, happy healing. Happy healing.